bad Mormon. I also am a bad Mormon. But you know who's not a bad Mormon? Our special guest? Yeah, Courtney! I'm not a bad Mormon, but I support bad Mormons. Thanks, Courtney. We appreciate you. Courtney is also our, what is it, creative? Executive. Executive genius. genius creative, creative director. director. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a very long, um, a long title for I have a big head. <laughs> you're smart you're the, the funny you're the funniest one you got real big titties <laughs> <laughs> what's everybody drinking uh, whiskey <laughs> mandy got some really cool new um rocky mountain whiskey glass they're called grand canyon i don't know oh. if you can see them courtney on the zoom those are beautiful those are those are really nice uh, bucket glasses there Thanks. Mandy said she wasn't going to drink, but I brought her some whiskey anyways. And so, now I'm drinking it. What are we drinking? Woodford, Woodford Reserve. Reserve. It actually happens to be the same bottle of Woodford Reserve that you and I and Joe bought in San Diego in January that I still haven't finished. What kind of alcoholic are you? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a Costco-sized <laughs> bottle. <laughs> Speaking of Costco, I'm enjoying the Kirkland Cotes du Ronde Villages uh, 2019 red wine. Uh, it's, uh, it's on sale at Costco right now, $6.99 a bowl. How is it? <laughs> you like it? I, I miss it. I'm enjoying I... it, yes. It's pretty darn good. I bought two bottles last week. I liked it so much. I bought two more bottles this week. I just bought the Kirkland brand uh, Cabernet from Alexander Valley. And I think it was like nine bucks or something, but it was fucking good. I'm like, what am I spending all this like $30, $40 on bottles of wine for? Right? I'm thinking it is. I like, I like a good bottle of wine. So I'll go ahead and spend like, you know, 15 or 20 on a good bottle of wine, but I'll only drink a glass or two. And then I stop and I cork it. And then I move over to my boxed. Kirkland Cabernet Sauvignon <laughs> because you notice you lose like you lose you lose your your, your palate your flavor or your palate yes that's it yeah. you lose your palate after the second glass and that you just want to keep on drinking and that I don't like to waste I don't like to waste the good stuff I, but it's of my opinion that once it's been open it no longer tastes the same the day it might not be bad the next day but it definitely doesn't taste the same as I mean you want it to breathe but like not too much. You know what I'm saying? I use a wine pump. I use oh. a wine pump. I've got, like a, I've got like the little stoppers on the wine pump that gets all the air out of it. And if uh, you haven't got one um, before we meet next week, I'll bring you one. Sweet. I thought I had one, but I don't because I can't find it. I have one, but it's like connected to the vacuum sealer and I'd never like all out all that equipment <laughs> to pump the air out of the wine. <laughs> it's too much work. Go to, go to Just drink the like, bottle. It's fine. <laughs> The kitchen stores, like even Bed Bath Beyond, is going to have it. It's a little white guy with a little pump, and it com usually comes with like two uh, of the uh, little corks, uh, little silicone corks. I know your listeners can't see it, but I'm showing you guys. Um, Looks like a butt plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you've got if you've got a little tiny butthole like me, little, 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 tiny tender butthole like me. <laughs> have you guys been watching uh anything interesting or reading or listening to anything interesting i just finished the wicker man because i'd never seen it and there's one of those like facebook pictures of there's 59 horror movies in here can you name them all and people kept saying the wicker man i'm like well okay if it's part of this pop culture picture it must be pretty good that's 
incorrect. It is not good. It's a musical horror from the 70s that's a lot of like not rock hard titties, which I don't, you know, I don't hate, but it was very 70s. What does a lot of not rock hard titties mean? Soft titties? Yeah. Like <laughs> sev- titties. 70s titties, like cone titties. What? I don't know how to describe it. I'll put it on the Facebook so all of our listeners uh, will be in trouble for titties. Never mind. <laughs> Could you Google cone titties so I just know where <laughs> What if I'm suffering from cone titties? <laughs> they, they're not rock hard titties. Okay, when your nipples are erect, you have, you know, everything tightens up, right? Oh, and I then when it's flaccid titties. Are you talking about <laughs> plastic surgery titties? No! Natural titties? I cannot be the only person when it gets cold out, your titties get all hard. Well, that's your nipples. That's not your whole well, titty. Listen. Yeah. My, <laughs> talking my about the areola nipple area. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I just assumed everybody knew that's what I was talking about because why would your tit, actual boobs, I don't think people in the 70s had different nipple hardness than they do today. I'm just saying, don't movies don't portray boobs if they're not in that state. Oh. Right. I see. So I'm just saying, like, I mean, think think of the classic critically acclaimed film, Showgirls, when <laughs> she's auditioning and he brings her some ice and she gets very mad at him. Are you, so Courtney, you can't see this, dear listeners, but Courtney is flailing around like a dolphin. As if she were in a swimming pool with Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> Making yeah. sweet, sweet, tender love. <laughs> He squirted. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that movie's terrible. Don't watch it. <laughs> Wicker Man noted. Charlotte, you're striking out with your watching. I just keep watching garbage because I have no standards. I, Joe and I watched, uh, we've been watching some shitty horror movies in anticipation of Halloween. And uh, we watched a movie called Would You Rather? Um, starring uh, Brittany Snow. And it's about a gal that gets invited to this house um, and they are challenged the, would you rather do this or this? And like the winner of the game like winds up um, like with a bunch of money. Um, her situation is her brother is in really in need of a bone marrow transplant. They're broke. Um, their parents are dead. Uh, so if she winds up winning the game over everybody else, um, you know, the bone marrow transplant will be taken care of and she'll get a whole lot of money. And it's like this, like, would you rather kind of thing, like, would you rather shock yourself or stab your neighbor in the leg? And uh, anyway, it's, it's not great. It's kind of entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole time that I was watching it, all I could think about is uh, texting Mandy saying things like, like would you rather um, <laughs> give your president a blowjob or let Mitch McConnell eat your asshole? <laughs> <laughs> all I could think about that is uh, the way that she got me to quit uh, texting her that game or playing that game with her is I think that she said, well, can I just do both? Um, <laughs> picture that everybody picture that <laughs> so so yeah anyway uh would you rather um they say well since halloween is tomorrow oh, this will be aired after halloween so it won't do anything for you listeners but what would you say is the best scary movie ever that like scared you and made you really think about it I'm going Nightmare on Elm Street. 
that's a good question. The, the original, the original. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, the rest of them were garbage, but the very first one before he started speaking often was great. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, the, the things that are like true horror that are things that could happen have always been the scariest for me. So I'm going to say that the original last house on the left and the original I spit on your grave are yes. things that really, really scared me. And I remember when I was a child, my mom let me watch this like town hall thing on TV where they were like judging the worst movies you could ever let your child watch. And they said, I spit on your grave was uh, the worst one that you could see. So of course I was like, mom, you got to read it for me at Video Depot. <laughs> and, uh, and she did, because she's a good mom. And uh, I, it's, a, <laughs> well, it's they, they remade it and, and bo both movies, both Last House on the Left and uh, I Spit on Your Grave have been remade in the uh, like 90s or early 2000s. And they took a, did a different twist. But man, back in those days, it's... Were, were the remakes any good? Because I didn't see the remakes. Um, they weren't awful. Um, you know, it's, 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 I would, I would watch the original, like, and then watch the remake just so you can uh, see the differences, uh, differences between the two. Like a couple of them went in a, went in different ways and not everything turned out the same way as it did in the originals. Well, um, I took a little bit more of an intellectual route this week and I read a book Ew. Which turned out to be an audio book, which I only listened to and didn't actually read. So I just <laughs> laid in my bed and didn't do any work. But I was, um, I always listen to Dak Shepard's podcast and he had Matthew McConaughey on last week promoting his book, his autobiography called Green Lights. And so I was like, actually, I was in Costco shopping and I was like listening to the podcast and I was like, oh, I should get this book. Like, it sounds really interesting. And I, they had the book at Costco. So I had it in my hand, putting it in the cart. And as I'm looking at the book, listening to the podcast, um, they're talking about Matthew McConaughey telling him, oh yeah, and it's going to be in an audio book. And then Dax is like, well, who narrates that? And he's like, oh, I narrate it. And I put the book back yeah, on the like, table. And I was like, <laughs> if I can listen to Matthew McConaughey in his like, you know, Texas, sexy yeah. girl, narrate his own autobiography. So yeah, game one. it was so fucking great. Um, and he like, especially goes into like some details that were really interesting to me about um, his, like, I didn't really realize that Dazed and Confused was his first movie. I think I kind of knew that in the back of my head, but he talks about, like, how he, like, what his very first scene was and how he, like, didn't even know what he was doing in that whole, like, all right, all right, all right thing that he's, like, so famous for. He, like... <laughs> that was an ad lib. Like, it yeah. wasn't yeah. a script. Like, he... <laughs> there was no script at all. Right. It was just like, they were just like, figure out how you would like pick up on this chick or whatever. So he talks about that a little bit, which I thought, you know, was just so funny and cool. And then there was a, then he talks about like some of how he decided to get into acting after that. Cause this was in Austin. He was going to film school in Austin. And uh, he talks about like, um, you know, getting a job doing unsolved mysteries, which made me <laughs> laugh. Cause like, I remember us like watching that and being like, isn't that Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> and then he talks about, um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre being his like first real movie and then all I could think about was that time that we took acid in the apartment and we just watched there's like a scene in that movie where he like grabs his crotch because he's so excited about killing somebody that he's just like almost like hard yeah almost like hard <laughs> he just grabs his crotch or whatever no you're shaking your head Scorpion Springs oh that was Scorpion Springs 
Yeah, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, oh. uh, the next generation. He's like uh, got that weird like uh, leg brace on and his elbow. Right. The, the movie that we we kept on rewinding and like having a meltdown laughing was it was Scorpion that was Springs. Scorpion and it's like, he's, that was our first introduction of like a famous actor that we love being billed on the front of a VHS tape as being a star of the show. And we watched this entire movie, and he's only in the last three minutes of it, and it. <laughs> There he so that actually he goes into a little uh, little story about Scorpion Spring too. So I won't spoil it for you, but um, yeah, I would I highly recommend the book. I would totally do it on audiobooks just because then you yeah. get to hear him tell about his life, and it's it's fucking great. So it's called Green Lights. <sighs> um, I have something to repent for for the last podcast. Yeah. What's that, homie? Uh, so, <laughs> the House of Pain. I didn't remember that the the rapper's name. I got text from many people <laughs> after that. Um, the the rapper's name was Everlast, right? I think Everlast. I don't know. <laughs> his, his Christian name is Eric Schrody. His uh, stage name in House of Pain is Everlast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So I apologize, all you House of Pain. Pa- House of Pain fans. House of Pain fans, Courtney. I know that you're one. I just, I also want to add that, like, when Joe and I were on our road trip uh, in the summer, um, we listened to the whole album, and I I laughed the entire time because they have some really, really great lyrics, and um, I was, was looking up some and thinking about some, and I, I wanted to share at least one with you guys on this podcast, and uh, it's... Uh, Chop suey don't do me no good. I gotta have corned beef and cabbage if I'm gonna manage. I never eat pig, but I'll fuck up a potato. I'm not a, I'm not a dago, but pasta's all that. <laughs> That's poetry. Poetry. Yeah, yeah there's there's a lot of there's a lot of questionable lyrics on that album, and uh, I would I would I would be like singing along on the trip, and then they would come on and be like, what the. Fuck. And look at Joe and he's like, I, it's your fucking music, goddamn it. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, Everlast. You can drink, Mi- drink the Guinness while I'm sipping on the Mickeys. When it comes to hookers, the Everlast is picky. That's always, what it is. <laughs> always wear my hat in case I come across a quickie. And when I do my shows, I get the hose all hot and sticky. That's <laughs> It's cool when the Beastie Boys say it. Well, speaking of hot and sticky, my repentance is I said that I was, I originally said it correctly that I was 15 dating the homeless 17 to 18 year old. But then I said 13, but it was in fact 15 is when I was dating the homeless man, Jesus. I just want to clear that up that he was still dating a much younger girl, but not quite that young. (laughs) And hot and sticky, <laughs> and uh, it was, it was hot and st- it was gross. <laughs> <laughs> it was gross, just like Everlast's lyrics. Right, I'm sure I understand. My watch doesn't understand either. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Siri. We don't need you. Wasn't right talking now. to you. Shut up, robot slave. <laughs> <laughs> My robot slave's a man, an Australian man. You could change that on your what watch. Uh, I don't, yeah. Oh, well, I'm gonna have to look into that. 
Um, okay, should we tell some stories? Story time. Okay, I have a surprise story that I didn't tell anyone about. Because um, I want to see if you remember it. You won't remember it, Charlotte, because you weren't there. No. <laughs> Sorry. So I can't pretend that I was there. Fine. <laughs> you can't pretend. I remember um, that. It was great. There was a time long ago, and I'm going to need some help filling in the details, um, because we were camping at a campground somewhere. I believe it was in still in Washington. It was on the coast, and I want to say it was like Fort Casey or something like that. But it was the time <laughs> when I think we had a yurt. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and we <laughs> we were camped next to a, a large family full of hillbillies that started singing. <laughs> the oh, God. Big fat, ride, ride the <laughs> big, big fat, fat pony. pony. <laughs> slide, slide, big fat pony. I wasn't there, but I've heard this story. <laughs> ride, ride, big fat pony. Ride, 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 big fat pony, go. <laughs> it's, like the next, it's, it's the next person so it's like we're gonna do this it's like ride ride big fat pony side side big fat pony back back big fat pony go mandy go go mandy exactly. go exactly so we're like we're, we were there for a few days and we were just drinking and you know we had a yurt right mm -hmm. yeah we had a yurt <laughs> and then they had a they were at the campground next to us i think they i don't know if they had a yurt but they had like a bunch of they had a trailer I remember there being laundry. I, I, I'd call that a compound. They had like uh, some like school buses and like RVs and stuff backed in, and uh, like it it looked like a compound. Yeah, there was a lot of them. Like when we talk about that, we're singing the song. We're, there's like probably I don't want to exaggerate, but there's got to be at least twenty or twenty five of them in a big circle, clapping, like stomping, and clapping, yeah. and having a hoot, hoot, hoot nanny, nanny. go down. <laughs> Ride the pony There's game. Which by far too many of them for us to be drunk and make fun of it. We're just like, no, if we if <laughs> right the same thing or make fun of them, they're gonna kick our ass. Um, you know, we, so. we just did a slow walk back through the door of our yurt and quietly closed the door. <laughs> but it took a minute to be like, what is, what is going on? What the fuck is happening? What is that? And we like watched them. And sure enough, yeah, it's like, I was like, Courtney, have you ever heard of this game? Ride the big fat pony? And you're like, no. I was like, is this a Washington thing? And I was like, is this a Mormon thing? Uh, let us know, listeners, if anyone's ever heard of this big fat pony game where you tag somebody in. Oh, and I don't know if we, I don't know if we got to the, the, meat of the game but basically so they tag you in and then you just kind of hop like you're riding a hobby horse sort of a thing around the perimeter of the circle like you're kind of on an invisible horse while singing the song well everybody in the circle sings the song oh, everyone's okay. singing the song got it and then they well, tap the next person in it's not an invisible horse it's a big fat pony <laughs> an invisible big fat pony <laughs> go charlotte go and then that person goes out and then charlotte comes in and rides her invisible big fat pony around the circle i'm not saying we have to play this next week in palm springs i'm just saying we should <laughs> and we should film it I think it has more of an impact if you're uh if you have a large communal hillbilly setting. I don't know, we could try it. We you can make get friends. Pretty, pretty good at like your uh like videos and stuff and Joe can like, you know, like help to uh, photoshop some extra people in. Thank uh, you. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna make this shit happen. So, I also remember there being a black sand beach down there. Do you remember that? Okay. Yeah, there, a couple couple of things to add to that story is uh, we took 
we took Ike with us. Ike was my little Shih Tzu, devil Shih Tzu, uh -huh. um, who, who hated people. And uh, the uh, yurt that we had had a what was a bunk bed. And before we uh, we checked into the yurt, the ranger said, "Oh, you have a dog with you?" And we're like, "No, there's no dog here." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Teddy bear. Because uh, you're not you're not allowed to have uh, dogs in the yurt. And it's just like, come on, it's it's Ike. This isn't the um, dog you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we we went out and we went, uh, we found a restaurant. We had a nice dinner. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead because like the uh, cook at the uh, restaurant that we went to was like, hey, I saw you guys have a dog in a car. Can I give your dog a bone? I got, I got a bone for your dog. Can I give your dog a bone? And I'm like, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll take a bone. And anyway, he's like, he had been making soup in the back kitchen and he gives us this huge bone that like like Ike is like a 15 pound shih tzu and uh, the bone is as big as Ike. Granted you know like the next the next night we had checked into a hotel and that's when we got the uh, the bone for Ike and anytime that you would try to touch Ike or move him or move the bone he would like <laughs> But uh, it, it was really funny to get a hillbilly bone for Ike. <laughs> the, the name of that campground are you ready yes cape disappointment <laughs> i don't remember that at all cape disappointment how do they forget yeah, how that? Do you forget a name like it's that a, it's it's a cape disappointment there's a lighthouse down there there are beautiful black sand beaches and uh i don't know if it was the same night as the big fat pony or if it was the second night that we were there but uh, there was a couple that I don't know where they had met up or whatnot, but they uh, were biking. Do you remember this, Mandy? No. They had been they had been biking uh, like parks and stuff uh, from Washington down to Olympia, and uh, they came to our yurt and they had a couple of beers with us. And the gal uh, got tired and wanted to go home or didn't want to hang out with us anymore, and <laughs> so the dude. Uh, said, oh, okay, well, yeah, go back to the tent. I'll see you in a little while. Basically, he hung out with us. We had Ike on the uh, top bunk because he wanted to devour the people that were in our room, and he seemed like a little, a little more mellow if you just kept him on the top bunk in there. Um, he wasn't making that much noise, and after she left, uh, basically, the guy was like, so uh, anyway, is this gonna happen? <laughs> oh, that's right! <laughs> Oh, classy. Is this, is this, is this going to happen? Because we've been given, you know, we had just been friendly, you know, like we, you know, we were giving him beers. He told us that he had just met the girl and like they weren't like a couple or anything like that. We weren't like asking or anything. We were just like being friendly. Like, so, so, hey, you guys are riding bikes. Sweet. Here, have some beers and everything. Like that. So is this going to happen? Yeah. You know what's going to happen? Ike's coming off the bunk. Beer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. And he was really gross too. Like he was a stinky, gross hippie, right? Well, he was, he was smelly because I think he'd been biking and they were like camping and like no, not showering or anything like that. But I think he's just like kind of gross because it's just, I don't know. That's just gross anyway. I know I've just met you 45 minutes ago, but are you and your friend going to three-way me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing dreads, but maybe I'm just painting dreads in my mind because that's the grossest thing I can think of, white Dread dreads. Dark, yeah. it's it's because we were at camp this so camp cape disappointment and uh, uh, ride the big fat pony are you gonna have a three-way with me and uh stinky soup bones and uh yeah it was yeah. 
<laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you. I, I that was great. I didn't remember half of those details. I'm glad <laughs> that popped into my head the other day. I was like, first out of the blue, I was like, Rad, Rad's big, that pony. Wait a minute, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Oh, dang. I was, uh, I was telling Joe about that, like, probably like a year ago. So, like, uh, you, like singing the song. Joe knows the song. He knows the, he knows the claps. Uh, right? Because, hey, uh, Me Too wasn't there, but I know the song. I know the claps. I got a pretty <laughs> clear vision in my brain of what it looked like or what I would like it to look like. It probably looked like that. I'm just saying we could make a movie called Cape Disappointment. <laughs> and it could be a horror film. We could film it. <laughs> we can film it at Cape Disappointment. We can get the yurt. We can reserve the area next to the yurt. Well, hey, if we get shut down again, which looks like we will because, you know, people can't be wearing fucking masks and, you know, being responsible, maybe we'll just do a road trip up there and we, we can go go make a movie. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. We could also take a road trip to Costa Rica to make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that works that way. We'll buy a really shitty car that we don't care about. <laughs> See how far we can get. My dad, uh, we went out to, we went out and had lunch with my dad and his wife uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, he said, hey, um, in January, we're going to Mexico. Uh, we want you guys to come with us. We'll pay. We'll pay for your airfare. We'll pay for our you guys to go. You guys need to pay for your your food and stuff like that down there, but but come with us. And uh, we don't have passports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta get a passport. You got plenty of time, right? <laughs> well, the last time that I went down to the uh, post office uh, where they issue them, um, there's a sign up that says passport office closed. So I don't oh. know if, if I can even apply for one. And, and that and get it and uh plus with all the other uh countries that are shutting down again uh so right it's something um that uh we're gonna have to wait for for a while well, plus the uh, god damn it united states is systematically shutting down so that we can't leave so if you don't have a passport you're just stuck here forever you're gonna have to kayak into canada <laughs> <laughs> i'll do it i'll do it <laughs> If you if you make it across like to the Canadian waters, do they take you in as your own as their own? You don't get that far. If you get even close to the border, because I've done that by mistake before, I was up there kayaking with the Andrea and her family. Um, the Coast Guard. If you get too close to the border, the Coast Guard um, they come out of nowhere with a bullhorn and they're like, "You must turn around. You're entering." Canadian waters or something. Now like is that, that U.S. border or Canada border saying get the fuck out? I think it's Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah, because why would U.S. care? Because Moving. take your take your meth kayak back to Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you in White Rock. <laughs> Coquitlam's much better without you. <laughs> Resources of Victoria Island. <laughs> That's also where I saw a gooey duck for the first time. Have you guys ever seen a gooey duck? No, it sounds gross. It's gross. It's like a clam. What? Disgusting clam. Not a duck. Hold on, I'm gonna Google it for her. Gooey duck clam. It's like a vagina with a wiener hanging out of it. Ew. Sounds interesting. Images and. What the fuck? <laughs> what? It's a fucking clam with a dick coming out of it. But it, you eat it. 
Why? <laughs> See, look, that's probably taken even in blame. Doesn't that look like blame? Up. Yeah. <laughs> I also had no idea that duck's penises were corkscrews. That's, have you ever seen a dick, duck's penis? No. Google. Are we just like going to Google stuff that nobody can No, see? listen, we're talking about it. We will put it on the Facebook and the Instagram. Duck penis. See? Duck penis. Corkscrew. See that right there? Oh, that's... Yeah! Can you imagine getting... Like, they have to actually, like, twist themselves in the water. When you see a duck doing that, they're banging another duck. And, like, they have to go it's underwater. Come out the other, other duck's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and that, we should add I that think, to the horror movie. Right? <laughs> All of your listeners need to immediately Google duck penis so they know what we're talking about right now. 100%. Both of the things. The fucking gooey clam duck. And fucking the duck penis. And everybody who sees those on our Instagram and haven't heard the, this episode of the podcast will be like, what be the like, fuck is wrong with what's you? What's wrong with those girls? <laughs> but then again, you listen Sometimes. to this podcast, so you already know what's wrong with us. Lots. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with these educated women who know what gooey duck clams are and, uh, <laughs> and ducks? We are, we are great catches for like fishermen. <laughs> <laughs> Hillbillies. <laughs> I can ride. A, I can ride a big um, pony. Okay? So long as it's invisible, <laughs> I can ride the fuck out of it. <laughs> hey, sisters, have you checked out the situation downstairs? No, not in your garments, but in the food storage cellar. You up to snuff? You prepare with a minimum three months worth in case of apocalypse or personal tragedy. In the event you need a restock, might I recommend Rossi Ramen. If you thought there was nothing more delicious than a Rossi wine, wait until you try our line of ramen. Treat your taste buds to our salmon chardonnay, pork pineapple sangria, shrimp sauvignon, or meatball merlot. Not only will Rossi ramen satisfy that hunger pang, two easy-cooked packages will also deliver a Rossi-style buzz and a Rossi-style headache in the morning. Cheers! Rossi ramen can be found at Smith's, Lee's, and other fine retailers. Family Home Evening with Bad Mormons listeners save 20% on your first purchase. Just use the promo code Jesus Wants Me for a Sunbeam at checkout. And we're back. And we're really good people. We're still good. We're good people. Just good, good people who make <laughs> good, wholesome commercials. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say we, I mean Courtney. <laughs> Sorry, but, uh, you know, I'm driving the bus. You can't throw me into it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so mine wasn't so much of a story as I don't think the listeners quite know how you guys know each other too much, right? Like I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't even know how you and Courtney know each other. I don't even know how we know each other. No, just kidding. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we just were living together one day, and it was the weirdest thing. It's been a long fucking time ago. Actually, can I tell this one, Courtney, or do you want to tell it? No, no go for it. Uh, so I, I got a job at the movie theater, and Courtney was working there. You were about 18 years old? Yeah, eight, 17. Okay. 17 or 18. And um, This is in Bellingham? Yeah, okay. in Bellingham. 
And uh, side note, the guy who interviewed me for the job was uh, the local radio DJ from the, the, the rock station in Logan. Ooh. So I really kissed his ass. And I was like, you're like, you're like a you legend. <laughs> and that's the only reason I got the job, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Not that it's a minimum wage paying movie theater job, but yeah. What was his name? Scott? His name was Scott. Yeah. Scott. Um, yeah. Just a, just, a, just a side note, the way that I got my job is uh, my friend Dirk said, hey, Cordy, Cordy, wait, 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 when I was walking through the mall, and uh, he said, yeah, yeah, that's the girl, and uh, like, it didn't even apply for the job. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't thought about Dirk forever. Yeah, but that's another podcast. So anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, so I got the job. I uh, gave a little HJ under the table, the interview table, got the job. And, um, <laughs> he was like, he's like, you know, kind of showing me around. This is the, whatever, this is the box office, you know, introduces me to Courtney. Courtney's working behind the concession stand. He's like, this is, this is Courtney. And oh, okay, she'll show you around. So I put my uniform on or whatever. I go back there and, you know, I go, I was like, Hey, and Courtney looks at me and she goes, don't touch my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh God. <laughs> So back at, so back at that time, it, like every, every movie theater takes inventory of candy cups, bags, and stuff. Um, that's that's how they uh, know how much money they're making or whatnot. Now I, I'm pretty sure that Scott was behind the counter when I said, "Don't touch my stuff," because they they were coming up with shortages. Somebody was stealing money. And so at the end of like, I worked my 12 to six shift, I was inventoried these items. And uh, at the end of my shift, Scott, who was the day manager, would count my items out and like inventory my items based against my tilt to find out if I was stealing or giving stuff away. Um, but a lot of times the people who came on for the night shift would start selling stuff and they would take my cups and everything. Uh, and starts like selling my ba the bags that were allotted to me or selling the candy that was allotted to me. And so when I would go in to count my till with him, he would get all angry because the inventory didn't match, which meant that he got holy hell from the general manager, Sam. And he had reamed me out the night before Mandy got hired. And so he brought her back behind the concession stand and was like, oh yeah, and this is Courtney. And I'm like, hi, don't touch my stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, that does sound right, actually. Like, I think you were looking at him dead in the eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah just, uh, just, just because it's, uh, you, you guys are, you guys are ridiculous. It's fucking paper products. It's, right. uh, you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then uh, eventually what happened was we found out that the general manager um, was the, the one, you would go in, you'd count your money, your till would turn up fine, your inventory would be fine, and then you would leave for the day. But then a couple of days later, they'd be like, well, the deposit was $50 short. And I was just like, well, I don't do the deposit. I count my money with you, you verify it, and then I leave. Um, so I don't know how you can say it's my fault. Eventually, you know, like the bank was just like, well, it's, it's your general manager's fault. Like that, that was the guy who was like stealing and uh, <laughs> yeah. And he what he stole a lot. Mm -hmm. Nice. So anyway, we met at a movie theater. I told Mandy to not touch my stuff. Sport. I'm glad she touched my stuff. As in my heart, <laughs> as in my heart and my soul. Uh, because, uh, we became friends. She uh, she had moved uh, to Bellingham with a, and like I said, it's for another podcast. She moved uh, with a gal named Amy. 
Um, and we have uh, some more fun stories that we can tell about that. But, uh, you know, um, we worked at the theater for a long time and then, uh, yeah. Just just hit it off real well and then became roommates. Well, and then... we started drinking. Like, I think it started over beers, right? Yeah, it was just like, uh, hey, uh, what, are you, what are you doing later? You want to get together and drink some beer? And uh, I think I live with my mom, so I couldn't invite you over to my house. Um, but uh, my mom would buy us beer, and you lived with Amy, so it was okay to drink over at your place with mm -hmm. Amy. So, uh, you know, I, my mom would be like, ah, get the fuck out of my house. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we just started drinking and then we never stopped drinking to this very moment. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> no, I was thinking about that the other day, like, well, how do you know Courtney? I'm like, I don't know. My, my sister's just always known her. So whenever I would go to visit, Courtney was there and she's awesome. So it worked out real well. But yeah. I'm like, no idea how they met. Yeah, I, uh, I graduated high school early. I don't know how that happened, <laughs> but like, cause I had m the first two years of high school, I was real, I got really good grades. Um, and then the second two, second year, well, the first year I was in California. So the, the second year in Logan, I got really good grades. And then the last two years I just fucked off. I never went to class. I was like, just, I don't even know how I graduated, but I had done enough in that first year that I didn't have to finish my last three months. So I was able to graduate early. And uh, I remember I was um, smoking a cigarette. I, went, I like skipped my whatever class and I went out across the street to the parking lot smoking a cigarette. Um, or no, I had gotten in my car and my dad's car. <laughs> Sorry, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Drove around the corner from the school and got out of the car because Lord knows that car couldn't smell like cigarettes and was smoking a cigarette and that they have undercover cops at my school in Logan so that would follow you or so even they followed you off the property so you know I'm smoking and the guy comes up to me and he's just writes me starts writing me a ticket for smoking but a smoking ticket and uh you know what well, I was such a little fucking punk he writes me the ticket he hands me the ticket I crumple up the ticket and I throw it under his car he's like you better pay that ticket like, I'm not fucking paying it <laughs> and uh, I was such a badass put out my cigarette didn't pick up my cigarette, but <laughs> left it on the ground or whatever. And I was like, I'm fucking out of here. And then uh, Amy was moving up to Bellingham to go to Western Washington. And like, she had uh, money from her great grandparents. So she had like money for a deposit, money for an apartment. Like she was getting all that stuff and going to school anyway. Right. So I was, you know, and we were friends and she was just like, you want to come? And I was like, shit, yeah. I'm not paying the smoking ticket, so I might I'm as well go. It. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and then, so I was I was seventeen because I graduated early from high school. I was seventeen when I moved up here there and met Courtney. And then funny story, I actually had to pay a lot of money for that smoking ticket eventually because <laughs> I had to go back and like make up for it. It was like three years later. Like, oh, you owe us three hundred dollars for this twenty-seven dollars smoking ticket in nineteen ninety-three. Right. <laughs> was well, so it did Tammy move up with you and Amy then, or did she come later? Tammy came later. Okay. Yeah, she tried. She wanted my to come timeline. up the first time. Yeah, but there wasn't enough room in the car. Oh, okay. And I actually felt really bad leaving her behind because it was just like because her mom was ready to go. She <laughs> wanted to go, and there was just no room, and so it was just like, "Bye, Tammy!" Like waving goodbye to her as we left. But then she made it up, maybe like I don't know, six months later or something. Okay, good. A year later. Yeah, maybe. yeah. It was. It wasn't too long later. I think it was like six months. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, that just goes to show you that movies, they bring people together. They mm -hmm. sure do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if I hadn't gotten fired for lighting my coworker on fire, I would still be working at the movie theater. And I tell everyone to this day, it was my favorite job I've ever had. Mm -hmm. 
It was not my favorite job. I worked concession stand for six months and I didn't get fired so much as I was bitching about how I was going to quit because it was the worst job ever, even though it was the first job I'd ever had. And a manager just came by like annoyed, just like, did someone say they wanted to quit? Like to get me to stop saying that I was going to quit and like call me. I was like, yeah, it was me. I'm going to quit. And he's like, okay, I consider it your two weeks. I'm like, hey, thanks. Now I don't have to do it. <laughs> and then I just was never scheduled again. <laughs> and I wish I could do that to people. <laughs> you can. You can be like, oh, somebody no. happy? Does somebody want to quit their job today? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's okay. It's not like, it's, it's not like you're bullying or anything. So technically, I was on the schedule and it was a new week, but I got super high on acid over the like I thought I'd be sober by then I don't know I just was not making it in for my shift so I called in sick and then they stopped having me come in but like it was the it was the time my friend threw a brick through someone's window we were up all night not just from the drugs but also she got 5150 like it was it was a bad trip I'll tell that story for another another <laughs> podcast but um but anyways it was a bad time and so going to work was like there's even though it was two in the afternoon was when my shift started it was like there's just no way I can go into work today like I thought I would be sober by now because we did it like well, we did it like seven o'clock the night before, but still it was just like, nope, 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 not working today. <laughs> did you ever find cool shit uh, when you were cleaning out the theaters? That was my favorite part. You know, I always, no, because they wouldn't allow us. Women or <laughs> girls were not allowed to clean the theaters. That was only for boys and girls had to stay in the concession stand. You know why? Because that's when you would find uh, Altoid cans full of weed or that, what was that? That guy, I'm looking for my tape. What was it? It was like too short. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? It was Master Pat. Master Pat. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was Master Pat, but it was like a you know, like back when Sam Goody sold those like single uh, tapes, like with their popular song and a B side. Uh huh. It was just like one or two songs and uh, it had been in the lost and found for like a week or two or something. Mandy and I took it home. We, we asked permission. Uh, and, uh, Ken. <laughs> Uh, told uh -huh. us that we could take it home and listen to it, and uh, it was it terrible. Was, move, move, brother Saka, move, yeah. brother Saka, move, move, brother Saka, move, move. We went to work and we're just like, Oh my god, kid, this uh, tape is like so awful. This, this song is garbage. Um, and uh, <laughs> some very large man came and was like. I'm looking for my tape. <laughs> he was a big black dude. <laughs> you, he was like a big black dude that you were like, I don't want to fuck with this dude. It's like, I don't, never seen your tape, sir. <laughs> sir, please don't hurt me. <laughs> yeah, and he said, and we're just like, oh, what, what, what item are you looking for? I'm looking for my tape. It's Master Pat. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're less scary now. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> Well, it's just like, you know, looking at you, you look like you're more of a house of pain guy, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, not house of pain, but... NWA is cool. The song was so bad about move, brother sucker, move, um, that when this guy came up, you expected him to, like, be shotgun, blast a hood, when I kill, if we <laughs> it's rip and kill at will sorry um but uh but yeah no anyway we we got him his tape back 
<laughs> we found it. <laughs> the bottom of the trash can. I know we've seen him lost and found. We just can't find it today. Maybe you could come back tomorrow. Right. So we brought it back the next day. <laughs> and he came back for it. He cared about it that much. Yeah. He came back twice. We're like, I don't know how it got opened. It, you must have opened it and forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <sighs> you know what else was so great about working at the movie theater? Speaking of like inventorying all the cups and stuff, was they never... So I, I think when I got hired there, I made like, it was less than $4 an hour. It was like three seventy five or something an hour. Min, minimum wage at that time was um, about three eighty five or three ninety five an hour. Yeah. And we didn't have a lot of money. And I remember like, but they, they were meticulous about inventorying. Like all the candy was off limits. All the cups were off limits. Um, you could eat as much popcorn as you wanted. Right. Which we did. That's how we sustained ourselves. And soda out of the little the little water cups. cups. Yeah. Um, but they inventoried the hot dog buns, but they didn't inventory the hot dogs. <laughs> so we ate a <laughs> lot of hot dogs. Right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't work in the movie theater for very long, but that was the same at the theater we were at. We were at Edwards Theater that turned into Regal later. But when I worked there, it was Edwards Theater. And yeah, you could drink out of the water cups. Um, we also found out that if you put butter into one of those water cups and then put Sprite over the butter, it coagulates. And now I can't eat movie theater popcorn anymore. It's fucking disgusting. Well, why would you? Because someone, they're like, have you seen this? And then they showed it to me and I was like, well, now I, you ruined it for me. You're a bastard. What happens if you put Sprite on regular butter? I don't know. There you go. <laughs> but Maybe I, it's the spray. I was going to say, I forgot about the bun thing, but I thought it was the other way around, or my friend mistakenly thought it was the other way around, because you would just catch her in the back eating hot dog buns di dipped in the nacho <laughs> cheese all the time, and you're like, oh, they don't count these. <laughs> it's like <laughs> maybe at the banana stand. <laughs> take a banana, take a bug. <laughs> There's lots. There's, there's money in the banana stand. <laughs> I, remember, I don't know if you remember if you still worked there when Ken worked. It was a, I, I want to say his name was Ken, but he wasn't, he was different from the manager, Ken. He had like kind of like a red mullet. And yeah. it's like, it's, it's like you said, like they, for some reason, act three took their hot dog inventory by the bun um and uh, so like when the theater closed at like nine o'clock like ken you know closing concession guy would throw like nine hot dogs on the grill why are you throwing nine hot dogs on the grill he's just like oh what if there's a rush the rush is i want something to chop up and put my craft macaroni and cheese later you know you know, fortunately, fortunately, Regal was much smarter. They, uh, they, they, they made the meat the uh, the the dollar item in the uh, equation. So, like, so, do you guys think that we should? We're definitely gonna do a podcast while we're in Palm Springs together. Absolutely. Do you think we should take mushrooms and do a podcast from the middle of the desert? <laughs> no. That idea. Kind of. I mean, I don't have to go to work or anything. Courtney, you, you don't work. <laughs> okay. Is anyone cool enough to still be able to get mushrooms anywhere? Because I'm not. I might be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, don't, I wouldn't I, trust my sources. Honestly, I don't trust. I, I would love to do drugs. I don't trust drug dealers anymore. Like, everything's cut with fucking fentanyl. We're going to fucking die. Like, 
Somebody was doing you know, Oh. On your, you're, you're talking about, so you're, you're kind of soliciting drugs on your podcast. And uh, <laughs> it's also a podcast that is, uh, you know, defamed Warren Jeffs and uh, has uh, defamed Ooh, uh, President Trump. So I don't think you want to, I don't think you want any offers. That <laughs> Fair enough. We're uh, going to just scale this right back and say, we don't do drugs anymore because we're responsible adults, but we may get drunk in the desert and do a podcast for you Absolutely. all in the coming weeks. Absolutely. There'll Andy, quit winking. <laughs> there will 1,000% be a fashion show. Yes. No fentanyl. <laughs> and everyone will be alive the next day. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just say, you know, I, you know, like, I feel like I'm a little too old to do like mushrooms or LSD or something. I, I don't know if I'm just like a, a, a fuddy duddy. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I also, it's just like, who's going to drive, who's going to drive us around? That's well, you true. stay, you stay on foot. I never, so for me personally, when I do drugs, I hated leaving the house. I didn't want to leave. I, and everybody in the house had to be on drugs too, because if they weren't, they were judging me. <laughs> and if you go outside, then those people outside might see that you're on drugs. That's all I'm saying. It, there, it is a little bit different though when you're talking about the desert. Okay. The desert will kill you. Right. I was going to say, are we doing peyote? Because <laughs> do you guys, you guys probably don't remember this, but this just popped into hey, my head. Don't. A little short. Did you see the size of that chick? Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. I was hoping a Young Guns too reference would come out. Oh no, just Young Guns, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. When I was uh, when I was in the sixth grade, I went to uh, school in Las Vegas. And I remember having the, it, it was like some sort of a, one of the days when they would wheel in the cart with the movie, you know, so you'd watch the right. show or whatever. And it was like, if, you're, if your car breaks down in the desert and you have a gallon of water and a six pack of beer, what, which do you choose? And it would show you what would happen to you if you chose to drink the six pack or if you chose to drink the water. Of course, if you chose to drink the six pack, it ended up with you being dead in the middle of the desert, right. stung by scorpions and like, you know, you're. <laughs> body your flesh rotting away from your skeleton whereas if you were smart you drank the water and stayed under the car you could live uh so that's what i was just reminded of so thank you sixth grade las vegas Can i also just drink the beer in moderation underneath the car with the scorpions apparently not i also signed a pledge that year that said i would never do drugs or drink alcohol because that got me into wet the wet and wild water park for free <laughs> and i totally forgot about that till this very moment so i did sign that that pledge that's funny i, I fucked that up you guys i, I want to say i fucked that up i have you're a fucking liar. Taking drugs and I've definitely drank. Uh, we were doing a road trip to Las Vegas a couple years ago. It was me and like four other chicks. And the girl who was driving was just on the ass of every driver. It was one of those cars that don't have like the engine in the front or they do, but it's really small. Anyways, it just felt like we were on everybody's ass and it was making me uncomfortable, but that's okay. Anyways, she, a car gets out of the way. So she's like, oh good, I get to go faster. And then she hit what the car was avoiding, which was this big metal piece. So it just shredded her tire. So we had to go and we're right in the middle of Death Valley. And so we were off to the side. Uber wasn't a thing yet. We had cell phones, but it didn't matter. And because there was five of us, it was like, well, we can get a tow. We were, we tried calling a cab, but because there was no address to go to, they would not send a cab to come pick us up. And we called the tow truck driver company or whatever. They said, well, you can have one person in the cab, but 
you know, we might be able to get one or two people, but we, we're not going to be able to get all five of you. And we're like, what the fuck are we supposed to do with the rest of us? Where are you? Death Valley on the side of the freeway. No cars are stopping. Usually like Carl will be like, hey, bunch of girls, can I help you out? Maybe like, yeah, can you take three of us to a fucking exit, you know, or whatever? I didn't, nothing. Um, and so <laughs> I was the oldest out of all of them. So I felt like I was in charge and I was like, okay, three of us, two people are going to stay because we want two people in the cab. The three of us will walk and hopefully she'll get the tire fixed soon enough that she can come back and pick us up. And I was passing around the fireball bottle of drink. I was like, everybody now get, get some good drinks in there. Make sure to bring water with us. So I was still, but I was like, but I'm not doing this fucking shit sober. And so we were just starting to walk when the tow truck driver came up behind us. I was like, you know what? Hold on, you guys. Let's just see if we can ask him if we could just lay down. And like, I know he'd get in trouble, but maybe he'll just let us. And it happened to be one that could fit all five of us. So we really lucked out. And every time we were driving, I was just, I kept counting the mile markers and there was no fucking exit. It would have been so many hours. Like, I don't even know. It would have sucked ass. But anyways, I'm not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> Bad choices were made. Well, I couldn't do it sober. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you understand why that you don't want to be drunk. Well, dehydration? Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's why I was carrying around a thing of water. But you need so much more water for every bit of alcohol you drink. Well, you didn't go to my sixth grade, so you don't know this. So that's why I'm telling you right now. I'm telling all of you listeners too, as well. Even though it seems like it's more fun to drink the alcohol, you're going to need more water and water in the desert is scarce. So were the exits in the towns. Don't drink the fireball, people. Fine. You're right, Mandy. I was wrong. <laughs> Sign your pledge. We'll We'll put one on the Instagram. <laughs> I promise not to do drugs or drink alcohol. In the desert. sex after 12. <laughs> In the afternoon? <laughs> yeah. Dur during this uh, whole pandemic, uh, when, it, when it started, I bought, I have purchased a lot of wine. Um, I've purchased some Trulies. I've purchased some Actuallys. Um <laughs> I've only purchased one bottle of liquor um, and it was, I don't even know if you can call it liquor, but it was a little bottle of fireball. I felt like uh, <laughs> we needed to have a party one night and uh, we needed to uh, take fireball shirt, fi fireball. I'm going to call them shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Joe, Joe heard me out there and he's like, yep, shirts. Uh, <laughs> I, I've never, you know, like, oh, one of my worst hangovers. Like, Fireballs, fire fireball is gross. And, uh, you know, it's just like getting through that small bottle of fireball that I bought, you know, like, uh, it seemed like such a, such a chore. Um, it's not, you can buy a bad bottle of wine and like power through, but, uh, like, oh, I, um, I hate fireball because I get so hungover from it, but I don't mind drinking it. I'm like, it's like better than brushing your teeth. <laughs> no. Just, no, no. <laughs> no, you look at me like that. Tomorrow's Joe, Halloween. Let's all brush our teeth with fireball. I'm just, I didn't Joe, say Joe in place of it. Joe says that's the slogan of fireball. <laughs> well, like I was drinking tequila in Mexico. We were out there for a wedding 
and I was just shit faced enough, but like we had eaten dinner and I don't, I felt like I just had bad breath. So I went and took a, a shot of fireball and then I felt fucking minty as fuck. Well, not minty, but cinnamony, you know? <laughs> you felt, uh, but everybody else. It's like, you smell like tequila and cinnamon. And sin. <laughs> and it's, also, it's, it's, it's that thick, it's, it, there's a syrupy so it's just like you have you definitely need to have a toothbrush to roll it around your teeth (laughs) (laughs) i have one of those portable water picks maybe you could just fill that with fireball and like get it in between all your teeth (laughs) oh oh, jesus christ (laughs) and just swallow it (laughs) can you do that with vodka if you had like gingivitis would it kill it Bring, bring that to Palm Springs. It's time for us to make some mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies, we're getting silly. It's time to wrap this one up. All right. Let's let our listeners to- go to bed finally. <laughs> you mean you need to go to bed finally? <laughs> <laughs> I got to work in the morning. It's Halloween. It's two in the morning and I don't know anyone. My friends got to make me feel bad because they got jobs and I don't. Uh, no, my my reference was from the movie The Sting, Robert Redford. Mm. <laughs> it's two in the morning and I don't know anybody. That's when he goes and bangs that one chick who tries to kill him later. Then Bob Seger wrote a song about it. Spoiler alert. We've got tonight. Who needs tomorrow? We've got tonight, babe. Why don't you stay? You're welcome, Bob Seger. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're every week we obsessively check our stats and we get like a hundred new listeners every yeah, week. Yeah, tell amazing. your friends. Tell all your friends. If you think they would get a kick out of us getting drunk and making asses out of ourselves, please share it with them. Um, if you'd like to support us, but yet you don't want to sign up for our Patreon, you can buy a necklace for your loved one or yourself or you make it into a keychain. It's almost Christmas. It's almost Christmas. And I I put my heart and soul into making those things. <laughs> and we have a website. So go to fhebadmormons.com. Not to be confused. With just badmormons.com, which is not us. You should go to badmormons.com anyway, because it's pretty fucking funny. But go to our website first. <laughs> and then after you've made a purchase, then you can go to badmormons.com. <laughs> Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. It really, that's the really way that other people find us. So leave us a review if you can. We really appreciate it. And uh, you have been spending your evening with the three of us. Bye, Courtney. (laughs) Say goodbye. Later, ladies. It's always a pleasure to hear from you.